Hey guys, welcome to the J Squared Horror Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. And on today's episode, we're going to be going over It Follows. Yes, 2014's It Follows. Directed by Michigan's very own David Robert Mitchell. I'm pretty sure it was shot in Michigan, too. It was. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. He kept it local to his area. Yeah. <clears throat> so this movie is... How would you How would you categorize this one? I would categorize it as... Horror's take on safe sex. (laughs) Interesting sexually transmitted diseases. Pretty much. Um, Yeah, so it is a paranormal sexually transmitted disease to where if you have it, Mm -hmm. the only way to pass it is to have sex with someone else. Correct. But if they die... From the thing that follows, mm-hmm. you then are being followed by it again. Yeah, it, it's a <laughs> flawed process, <laughs> but yeah, in a nutshell, that's how it works, yeah. So you got a young girl who's still in school, seems like dating what she believes is a 21-year-old, and he passes it on to her, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to her, after they do the good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He then chloroforms her. Yes. And then ties her to a wheelchair in an empty parking garage and tries his best to say, I'm not a bad person, but here's what's going on. Yeah, at least he gives her the rundown of what's happening and how to avoid dying, pretty much. Yeah, because it it would suck if she died for him because then it's back after him. Yeah. Uh, do you think the person that gave it to him, like, told him about it? Because no. he kind of says that he thinks he got it from a one-night stand at a bar. I feel like the person who gave it to him maybe could have warned him. Because uh, how else would he know? Yeah. Unless, and, unless he just put two and two together. And when you they go to his house, they see that he has been kind of, like, obsessed with it, in a sense. I'm not sure that was even his house. That wasn't even his house? Well, no. I think the first house they went to was probably an address they gave them. He gave them. But he had to have been staying there while he was trying to hook up with the girl. Yeah. For however long that was. All these abandoned Detroit houses. Yeah. He probably just took some house, took her to it. She thought nothing of it. What about the things dangling in the window as like warning signs because he was being followed? How long was he there? I don't, I don't. Then you find the book with this picture in it. He'd been there for a little bit. Well, that's weird. <laughs> so maybe under that pretense, he got it. Who knows how long ago? Yeah, so I'm saying. I think he had been and has been just passing it to everybody. But they seem, but they just keep dying. Yeah. And then the first technical kill you get is this girl who's. In the middle of a street, everybody's asking if she's okay. She won't answer. She looks very scared, runs inside, grabs her keys, drives to a beach, sits there, calls her dad, says, I'm, yeah. I'm a horrible daughter. Mm-hmm. Next scene, you got a Mew just beat up, broken up, dead body. Yeah. The only way to live is horror movies 101 do not have sex. It does seem like they were trying to go with an interesting, like, trope story yeah which i couldn't tell if it was a trope story or like a psa on like stds 
Oh, so some deeper meaning. Yeah. And like watch who you have sex with. Yeah. My question is, if they wore a condom, would it still be passed as easily? Um, I would say possibly because it's still technically having sex. To me, it seemed like... It's just the act of? Yeah. It's almost like a PSA to watch you have sex with because you could get something you may keep forever or it could pass, you. pass to someone else. Yeah, and it could ultimately kill you. Which could kill both of you. Ah. In the end. So it's deep. Deep. There was some deep meaning to this movie. Yeah. At least that's how I took it. <laughs> I was just overthinking the entire process. <laughs> well, when you when you watch this movie for the first time, it has its own like vibe. Like it, it's in its own little category. Yeah, so this is my like I told you my third time watching this movie. This is my second. First time, loved it. Yep. Second time, okay, well, you know, there's some flaws. Yeah, I'm kind of in that boat right yeah. now as and we sit here. And then I watched it again. Yeah, not feeling it at all. No. Potholes as big as the Grand Canyon? Yes. All right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, while you're watching this movie, the the thing that follows the person Mm -hmm. is a random person, what seems like at first, and then it it, it just walks, you know? It's Mm -hmm. very creepy, very eerie, but... It doesn't seem like it would be that hard to survive, per se. Because, like, the girl, there's a scene where she's sitting in a classroom. She looks outside of a window, nods to how many movies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But this old lady's walking through in a gown, like Mm -hmm. a hospital gown. Yeah. And she walks right in between a couple who's sitting there talking. They don't react. Nothing. And you've already been warned. Something's going to be following you. And he shows this naked girl like walking up to where he had her tied up. Yeah. So, like, you got to murk a lot sooner than she did. I she always se- Yeah, she always seemed to kind of, like, wait till the last minute. Yeah, it goes with the tropes almost to where, like, Michael Myers, mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees, mm-hmm. who don't run. Yeah. They just walk. And mm-hmm. we eventually catch up to you. Oh, yeah, I didn't even pick up yeah. on that. Yeah. Except they can morph into other people. <laughs> this, yeah, the, it yeah. follows. Yeah. <laughs> what, how would you have gone about surviving this movie? Just not have sex ever. No, like, all right, say say you unfortunately got the It, <laughs> the it Follows uh Cursed disease. Mm-hmm. What would you? What What do you think you're going about would be to survive? <sighs> well, one, be aware of your surroundings. Yep, at all times. Yeah. Did you catch when the guy says in the um in that scene where she's tied up? Mm-hmm. She go. He goes. Uh, Never go into a room with only one exit. No, I didn't. Yeah. So in the scene where. He's giving her the the rundown almost. Uh-huh. He's like, "Look, never go into an area where there's only one exit," which she obviously didn't listen to. No. Well, so would you utilize that? Yeah, if I had known that at yeah. that time, then yeah, definitely would utilize that. So, being aware at all times, multiple exits to know about them, and I feel like just unfortunately. The last part would probably be not to share this information with anybody else. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have like a posse of go tos. 
No, I would just, you Not know. Not even me, bud? I would just sleep with as many people as I could to multiply my chances of survival. There's no, because if you notice, yeah. sleep with someone, but if they die. It's it, right back after it you. It comes after you. Almost, it, it seems like it's worse. Like, it seems like it gets, like, more personal as time goes on. Yeah. And after it, attempts of getting rid of it. Yeah, it's like, it's getting irritated with you now. Yeah, because it wants you dead. Yeah, so now it's going to get people, it tried her friend. Mm-hmm. Later on in the movie, it was her father. Yeah. And the naked dude on top of the, I assume. I think that was her dad. Well, I, I think the dude in the pool was her dad. But not the guy on top of the roof? He was her grandfather. Oh. Just based oh, on. Oh, yeah, he did look a lot older. Just based on different pictures you see throughout the movie. Oh, yeah, in the background. Yeah, yeah. I just assume. Older guy on top of her house. So would you like try flying to a different country? Would you try boarding up your house even beyond like what you see throughout the movie? Like, is there anything specific other than, you know, trying to have a sex with as many people keeping your circle? You wouldn't even have one. Like, do you think distance? Because at one point in the movie, they make it seem like distance would help, but doesn't seem to really. Yeah. Because it follows. It's just a walking entity that's after you. It's so like if you see it and you're like, there it is, and then you, you know, hop on yeah. a plane and fly to, you know, Peru. Yeah. Do you think that buys you like a day? I don't think it buys you any time. I feel like you'll be in Peru, and you'll just see someone walking towards you, and you'll know that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't buy you any time because you know the the origin of where where it starts at. Yeah. Yeah. Does it start across <clears throat> the street? Does it start next to you? Does it start? Two neighborhoods away. You don't know, you know how long they're walking for when you first see them. Yeah, and it almost seems like they just appear. Yeah. Because, like, the, the, the old lady uh, scene, she, like, looks out the window and nothing's there. Yeah. Then she looks again. She's there. And she's walking towards her. Yeah, which gave me super, like, Halloween vibes. No. <laughs> her in the classroom looking out. Not Halloween. Oh, I guess. Yeah, they yeah. do it in Halloween. Lord. Yeah. You're right. All right. Um, which is, you know, <clears throat> I think that's kind of the annoying thing with this movie. Like, overall, it is a good movie. Like like we said, the first time we watched it, it was yeah. like, holy shit, this is, this is next level. Obviously, being nerds, we no longer sit to enjoy movies. Uh, we sit to just rip apart. And, and it comes naturally and unnaturally sometimes when you're sitting there and you know you've already seen it so those surprises with this person dying or this person doing this or this person appearing goes away yeah so i think that makes this movie very irritating because it's like you can't you can't come up with a a a good plan you can't you can't figure out a way to try to like even if you've seen it like coach them to survive because in like most jump scare horror movies you can be like, oh no, no, like don't go near the closet. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like this one is just like, it's so frustrating because that the person that has it and the person that has had it are the only people that can see these entities. So it's just like everybody thinks you're batshit crazy, yeah. And then, you know, you're screaming and crying all the time. Yeah, it just makes it very weird, which I think makes it enjoyable the first time you watch it. Yeah, but the, uh, the only one scene where people can buy into is they're on the beach. Oh, and it the pulls lake side, yeah. the hair up. Yeah, everyone Which, can see that. But the, it it 
it made sense, but it didn't make sense. Because, like, the way they shot that scene, I guess they were really shooting it from you being in the perspective of her friends group. Yeah. Because, like, you see the entity walking up. It's one of her friends, but her friend's in the lake on a floaty. And then it's yoking her up by her hair. And then one of my favorite parts, uh, one of the friends tries to hit it with, a like, a chair. Yeah. And he just gets smacked, like, 10 feet. Yeah, which, like it doesn't make sense because if you're seeing it from the friend standpoint, you wouldn't see them walking up in the first place. Mm-mm. So it's kind of like you're seeing it from just... It just, like, switches. Yeah. Yeah. From just the audience view. Yeah, it really does. It switches friend yeah, really quickly from audience yeah. to you're in the friend group. You can't yeah. see anything. Which... Seems like a kind of a waste. Like you could have just had the actor or actress doing that scene I instead like of the invisibleness. It's it's the only way to do it. Yeah, because we have to know what's going on. Because if we yeah, it, it becomes yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. Because if we don't ever see, we just see the hair growing. Okay, well, what is that? Yeah, I mean, well, you would know it, it's the the spirit or whatever. But it's like at the same time, how long were they there? Yeah, where were they coming from? What do they look like now? How did you feel about, like, so in that same uh, lakeside scene, they kind of run into this, um, <clears throat> like, shed, and whatever it is is trying to break in, but mm-hmm. she kind of goes out the door with a gun and shoots it in the neck, and yeah. it falls. Like, it looks like it got hurt, but then yeah. it just gets right back up. Why do that? Why give it that human aspect but then it's not it's not injured at all it's not slowed down at all well it's just like any horror villain yeah but the horror villains at least you kind of like assume are like some form of a humanoid Mm. this you don't well it's physical form is a human so it'd have to have some type of reaction to it oh yeah okay it'd be weird if he just shot and just just kept walking no it's a human still at least, yeah. at least to your to, to your to eyes, your, yeah. to one person's eye. Yeah, to one person's eye, it's still a human, so it have to <coughs> react in some kind of way. Yeah, it can't just take that shot and just keep walking. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got to do something. It's got to react You're in right. some way. Yeah, right. the actors like they're kind of hurt. There's really no kills to get into in this episode. Well, yeah, when when you got two kills. Two. Yeah. Well, one on screen, one off screen. And we've already talked about the off screen kill. The girl at the beach. Yeah. So I don't know what this thing does when like, it gets close enough to you. Yeah. Because in the beginning scene, it just. Like. It like dismembers you almost. Yeah, it broke. The leg was facing the wrong way. Bone yeah. was all sticking out. Yeah. And the other foot, all the leg, the foot was gone altogether. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oof. But in the other kill. Yeah. So the girl, the main character girl, decides to pass it along to one of the friends who are in the group. And and uh, he then, they see, like, it passes. They're like, he's not seeing anything. And then she's looking out the window. He kind of lives across the street. And then she sees him walking towards his house in Long John's. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, pajama looking set. Yeah, Long John's, yeah. Long John's. And he's like trying to get in. Breaks the window, goes in. And she's like, that doesn't look right. So she runs over there. 
Jumps through his window. She follows suit, jumps through the window too, goes upstairs, and oof. This is a weird scene, guys. So you got uh, a single boob out (laughs) mom. Which is a common thread, by the way. Yeah, there's a lot of singular boobies. Uh, But it's his mom in her night nights with her boob out knocking on his door. She runs upstairs and is like, don't open the door. Well, he opens the door and is like, Mom, what the hell do you want? Then (laughs) she leaps into the room on top of him and then proceeds to humping the life out of her son, which, you know, it's a ghost or the, the entity, but weird scene. Why decide to go with that type of kill in that dynamic in that instance when you haven't seen another kill or the way this thing kills the entire like why is that the way you go with it it was gross yeah it it was very like coming from a guy that loves seeing people get dismembered on tv yeah dude there are lines and your mom humping you to death yeah sorry guys yeah it was it was weird that was a very bad kill very awkward. And just on the last episode on Bad Candy, you know, we had the necrophilia. It's like, dude. It's a common thread now. Dude, I don't want it to be. <laughs> I don't want it to be a common thread on the J Squared Horror Podcast. So here's the thing. It wasn't a bad kill. No. Because if it was just like another woman he has seen who pounced on him like that, the kill would still be fine, I feel like. It's the dynamic of the it's kill. It's just the, yeah, the fact that it's his mom. Yeah. With one boob hanging out. Yeah. Like, he turns, like, gray. Yeah. She's sucked the life right out of her. Humped the life <laughs> right on out yeah. of her baby boy. Good thing she humped her rather than suck his <laughs> yeah. I would have turned the movie off if it was just some sloppy knobby going on. Some gay sloppy knobby going on. <laughs> What's that noise? That's a rut row ruby-doo. Yeah, it definitely is. But, um... But yeah, so there's just two kills. One weird, one <clears throat> don't we see. And it's not saying that all horror movies have to have 77 kills in it. Because there are plenty of movies out there that don't have a bunch of kills. Like a lot of the Exorcist movie or like, you know, any type of possession movies don't have a lot of kills in them. Yeah. Just the brutality in the whole situation and like the ghosts yeah. and what you see and what you don't see. But this movie didn't quite grasp any of that. Like, don't get me wrong. For a first-time viewer, somebody that's not used to horror films, this movie can be very scary. Yeah, definitely. it's got it's got a beautiful score mm-hmm. that plays very well into this whole entities coming in. Like, there's a scene where the girl's locked upstairs in a room after she thinks that uh, she's getting followed, or she doesn't think she's getting followed. Yeah, but all of her friends and family are trying to get in. Mm-hmm. Well, they let two of them in, but there's still another sister out there. She knocks on the door and she's like, don't let her in. There's something out there. Then they let her in. But as soon as they let her in, there's this like 12 foot giant dude (laughs) who like has like blacked out eyes. And like the makeup probably is corny. Like once you rewatch it. But like just as, as soon as that happens, the score kicks on. It's like this eerie music. He like bends down through the archway and comes in. I had goosebumps. It was crazy. 
Well, and I've seen it. Yeah, like you said before, like he's moving slowly. It's yeah, he's but moving at the same slow, time, but it's fast. super quick. <laughs> yeah, like it's not like a run. It's not a it's not a push. But yeah. like the way this actor portrays that movement is really creepy. I, I think it's once he swings his head under the doorway, it's like the swoop and stand. Yeah, he's just, just he's coming through the door. Yeah, it he's was coming for you. It was it was very yeah. It was an eerie scene. Yeah, there are certain parts of the movie that are very. Pleasing to the eyes, the the. I have no complaints about really the cinematography, no. the makeup, yeah, the effects. You know, even that hair pulling scene was done very well. It was good, yeah. But the the thing, it never like really seems to grab on to its identity. Does that make sense? What do you think identity is? Like the identity of the movie is it is it a paranormal movie? Yeah, for or sure. is it a, you know, well, it's of course it's a paranormal movie. What am I, Josh? What are you trying to say here? <laughs> like the 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 type of scares, the type of kills. There's no real consistency throughout because there's just not enough big things happening in it. Which is why I feel like it's just a PSA for safe sex. Yeah, it's telling you, hey man. Like I said before, be careful who you sleep with. You could get something or pass on to something. Pass on to someone something that they can't get rid of. Yeah. Only way out is death. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that you're right. Yeah. So be careful, guys. Yeah, be careful out there. You're hoeing it around. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. Do what you want. But after this movie, you might think twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about who you decide to bump uglies with. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> hmm. Any particular parts that stood out as super cool to you? Um. Besides the tall man coming through the doorway. Mm-hmm. No. Well, no. I'll take that back. So the ending scene, ending scenes, where they're in the pool. Mm-hmm. Something about them throwing that sheet over and finding the outline oh, of the yeah. body. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that pool scene. Yeah. It wasn't the most well thought out plan. Yeah, you got a bunch of kids deciding that they're going to try to trick the ghost and get in the pool. And they're going to shock it with yeah. a bunch of electrical equipment, including a typewriter. Yeah, the typewriter. <laughs> the typewriter dude. cracked me up. A typewriter? Because then you see the typewriter get thrown into the pool later on. Like, the typewriter seems to be a main point. I, I didn't know you had to plug in typewriters. I didn't either. I thought they were powerless. I did too. Well, well correct well, us if we're wrong, yeah. guys. Do typewriters use power? Well, no. This particular type of typewriter <laughs> looks like it's just the old school. Yeah. You just hit the buttons <laughs> and the ink just prints out on the paper. Wasn't that the whole idea in a typewriter yeah. originally? So why would you? Well, I know I want to say in the 70s, maybe 80s, uh-huh. there were the plug in typewriters, I feel like. Maybe that was the one they had. But it didn't tw- look like it. But in 20, It didn't. But in 2014, why would you have one of those? Yeah, because it was like a current movie. It yeah. wasn't like a. And, and it's a sort of rare. Why would you bring it to throw into a pool? You, yeah, and also, you like, wouldn't. we saw them walking in. They weren't carrying all that equipment. They weren't carrying anything. They weren't carrying anything. Next thing you know, they're just unloading yes. bags and bags of equipment. Iron, Unless it was already there. Lamps. Yeah. <laughs> and the ghost, he had, like, prime Peyton Manning accuracy. Oh, my gosh. Aaron Rodgers just. He was just. Shoo, Riding the numbers. Yeah, every, every time. time. 
every time. He only missed like the typewriter. Like, <laughs> it's like, it was a little too big for him. Yeah. She got hit in the head by like an iron, yeah. a lamp, <laughs> probably like a waffle maker. <laughs> um, yeah, some of this scene, yeah, some of that was cool. And then you had the they think that they can do the zombie uh, headshot technique on a on an entity uh, that's it slowed it down. But then the pool fills with blood, which made no sense to me. Yeah, whatever. Because if the entity is filled with blood, wouldn't you see it? The entity? Yeah. In there with the blood? Yeah, because how can it be, like, invisible to you? She was looking in the pool but you, at the blood, but it was just blood. I don't know, dude. I really don't. I mean, I guess it's a possibility. I mean, if she can see their body, I guess you see their blood inside the body. Maybe you just, like, hurt that one, like instance of the entity uh-huh. and it's just got to regroup and like figure out who wants to be next yeah, that could be okay. yeah. and then so there's an awkward dynamic throughout the film oh. with, with the with the friend and the main girl Paul Paul yeah yeah he is weird he's a, he's a weird friend keeps trying to stay the night get real close to her at one part he's like look girl let me just take it from you. <laughs> and take it from you. So they end up hooking up. So she had already passed it a couple of times. A couple guys on a boat. The other guy we already talked about. Mm-hmm. She finally decides to sleep with the guy. He then decides, I have a great idea. I'm going to roll into the eight mile, beyond the eight mile, in Detroit, <laughs> Michigan. Shout out to Eminem. Shout out. And uh, sleep with a hooker. A prostitute. Which, in theory... If it was like a busy corner, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, because she would have passed it immediately. But uh, this one was standing alone with another prostitute. <clears throat> Didn't look like that was the busiest corner in the world. No. And so it cuts to them holding hands, walking down the street. Not the prostitute and him, but the main characters. And uh, what's 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 behind them? What seems like the it following them? Yeah, because you first see the scene. There's no one behind them. Yep. Nothing you know. Guy just appears. Walking at that pace. They had like a pace throughout the whole movie that they would walk. Yeah. And he seemed to be at that pace. Yeah, just the slowest pace possible. So not walking enough to, if you're continuously walking, to ever catch up with you. Probably ever. Mm-mm. But just fast enough to where if you were to turn around, you would notice them. Yeah. And if and you know, kept turning around, they would yeah. keep gaining because they stay at a constant speed. Yeah. And you would know they're not walking just to walk. They're coming after you. Yeah. It's a very uh, mission-based walk. It is, like, yeah. Like when you, you're you at the store and you know which aisle you need to go to, yeah. nothing's going to stop you yeah. from getting that. That's exactly you, what that was. You know those Reese Puffs on that night? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's your mission. You know, you're going to get it. Nothing's going to stop you. Um, so that's, yeah, that's pretty much the basis of the whole movie. Yeah. Um, all right, buddy. I've been waiting to hear this. All right. On a scale from one to 10 mm-hmm. what do you give it follows on a scale from 1 to 10 2014's it follows is going to receive a four and a half you guys hear that four, four and, a half. and a half it's the exact same rating as last week yeah yeah so you feel like it's just below average correct okay so now I'll say that but also so the first time I saw it, mm-hmm. I thought it was like a strong 
eight and a half, if not nine. Yeah. Second time, like a six. Yeah. This most recent time, four and a half. Yeah, I'd say <coughs> um, <clears throat> for this, uh-huh. what we just watched, what we do here, <clears throat> a five. Okay. Yeah, I give it a five. So right in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. Okay. Uh, but when I first watched it, like you said, eight, eight and a half, nine. I'd have to go back to that exact moment when I was watching it to give you like the exact, but I feel because even going into it, I was like, man, I think this is going to be like a six or a seven, yeah. like maybe even an eight, but there's just, <clears throat> you know, like Jake, Jake, Jake mentioned this. So I'm going to mention it real quickly. Uh, if there was an origins, uh, something to explain the, it follows a little yeah. bit more. If they ever did like a prequel, that'd be dope. <clears throat> but um, it's just, there's just not enough reasoning behind it to get you kind of invested like yeah you care about the characters and you kind of care about their story because she's just like such an innocent cute girl everybody's so sweet and nice even the guy even though how horrible he was and what he did to her Uh still like once you hear about it and see what it's done to him you they do build the relationships throughout the movie well but there's just not enough about the main problem for us to understand yeah and to be clear, so not a sequel. Okay, I, sorry, a prequel. I don't need an It Follows 2. No, we need don't an, need that. We need an It Follows the Origins. Yeah, we need an origin story. So we got a four, four, four and a five? Four and a half. Four and a half and a five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's not bad. It's not a bad movie. Go watch it. Yeah. Check it out. It's, yeah. it's on Netflix. You can watch it. For free. Um, <clears throat> this was a fan request. We actually had a uh, a battle on Instagram for uh, we we put it follows up against Final Destination Two. I was hoping <laughs> Final Destination Two would win. The fans had spoken, and we had to honor this, and we did it. Follows next, you know. Hopefully, in an episode soon, we'll do Final Destination Two, which is coming up. Which is a superior movie, by the way. It is. Well, we'll see when we watch it. We might rewatch it and hate it. I will not. Yeah. Okay. So it's this guy. Right <laughs> um, we appreciate you guys chiming in. Uh, that was awesome to have some feedback. We yeah. had two requests that we put right up to the fans to decide what our next episode was going to be. And uh, in order to do that, check out our Instagram. It's J Squared Horror Podcast. <clears throat> in our Instagram, there's a link tree. All of our links are in the bio. We do release new content every single Thursday. So just listen in around then. Check out the Instagram. Like, subscribe, share if you feel like it. Comment movie ideas or episode ideas or just talk shit to us. We would love to talk shit back. We want all the feedback we can get. Yes, we do. A big shout out to Jeff Bridges, who did our design work. As you can see, we are kind of decked out in the Dre Skirt Horror merch with this amazing sign behind us that was donated by a fan, Cindy. Uh, the intro and outro music, even though it's the same song, we just kind of dice it up, is done by Lucky Riggs, another local artist. Yeah. And also shout out to Jeff Balance. <laughs> Always. Jeff Jeff Bridges, man. <laughs> did I say Jeff Bridges this time? You did. Oh, my God. Jeff Balance. Sorry, so we switched Jeff. it up. Jeff, I, I got you, man. Jeff Balance, I got you. <laughs> did I just ride with the Jeff Bridges? You awesome. did. Check that out. Uh, big shout out to Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Balance for the design work. As you see, we're obsessed with it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, guys. Thank you for tuning in. This is the J Squared Horror Podcast, and I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. Thank you, guys. <laughs>